and welcome to Podnomic. This is episode 7 of season 3. We're broadcast on November the 15th, 2022. How are you feeling about that new signature sound? At first it felt a little rough, but it's really starting to settle in nicely for me. I can't wait to hear it every episode from now on. background episode for this music has been sponsored by Kevin. I changed the background music to Pamgea by Kevin MacLeod by spending a potluck. It's Pamgea by Kevin MacLeod. It's been made available under a Creative Commons attribution license. No changes to the rule set this week. That's partly my fault, and please also accept this as a correction, as I inadvertently skipped a proposal from Random Internet Cat last week. My apologies. However, Kevin also withdrew a proposal, so it was something of a collective failure. Better luck next week. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Four Candles Sketch by the Two Runnies. Four candles! Four candles? There you are, sir. Four candles. Now! Four candles! Well, there you are. Four candles. Now! Four candles! Andles for forks! We have two new proposals today. The first is from Random Internet Cat and it's called Segment Cleanup. This is a proposal to clean up and simplify the currently languishing segment rules. Repeal the sub-rule, All the News, of the seasonal rule segments. Enact a new seasonal rule entitled All the News with the text of the rule that was just repealed. Hereby, everything that was an item of gnomic news immediately before this proposal began taking effect continues to be an item of gnomic news. Repeal the subrule interview prep of the seasonal rule segments. Amend the seasonal rule segments to read, in whole, any contributor can publicly submit an audio file as a segment in the segments channel of the Podnomic Discord. Generally, segments should be no more than two minutes in length. The host need not broadcast any segment longer than two minutes. However, the host may waive this restriction and broadcast an overlong segment as normal, but they should only do so if they believe the segment's content warrants its length. In each episode, the host should, if possible, include up to two segments that have not previously been broadcast. The second is called Wear Our T-Shirts with Pride, and it's by Josh. As befits a podcast making its way uh, into its second year, it's time to cash in. That's right, it's time that every listener or contributor to Podnomic be given the opportunity to purchase merch. Add a new rule to the rule set called merch with the following text. The host may occasionally announce on the podcast that a new piece of merch is available. A piece of merch must have the following elements, a name, a description, a justifiable link to the content of the podcast, either in its design or its form, and a quantity available and a cost in Podbucks. Once per piece of merch... Any listener or contributor may, by saying so, purchase that piece of merch, provided that they have sufficient podbucks to do so. Once they have done so, their podbucks are reduced by the stated cost of the piece of merch, and the host should liaise with the purchaser to send an item to them through the post at no additional charge, although the host may reasonably ask for postage to be covered where appropriate. Once a piece of merch has been purchased, a number of times equal to the quantity made initially available, no more instances of that merch may be purchased, and the host should announce that that item is sold out on the next episode.
Was that the podcast signature sound? That must mean it's time for our wildly popular Demand Master segment. Hello, it's me, Demand Master. Last week, I rudely demanded that my adoring fans send me recipes. The people involved. Do I like them or hate them? It will remain unclear. Let's get to it. First, we have eMurphy42 with their Swedish Lemon Angels. This is a recipe for Swedish Lemon Angels. Ingredients. One egg, one half cup buttermilk or one quarter cup milk mixed with one quarter cup vinegar, five teaspoons baking soda, one half teaspoon vanilla, one cup lemon juice, one and a quarter cup sugar, seven eighths cup all-purpose flour, eight tablespoons butter or margarine melted. Directions. In a small bowl or two cup measuring cup, beat the egg until foamy. Add buttermilk and vanilla and blend well. Add the baking soda one teaspoonful at a time, sprinkling it in and beating until the mixture is smooth and the consistency of light cream. Add the lemon juice all at once and blend into the mixture. Stir, do not beat, you want it creamy but without a lot of air. The mixture will congeal into a pasty lump. Scoop it out of the bowl using a spatula and spread it on a floured surface. Sift the flour and three quarters cup sugar together and use the fingertips to work into the egg lemon mixture. With a floured rolling pin, roll the dough out 132 inches thick and with the tip of a sharp knife, cut the angel shapes and twist up the edges to form a shell-like curve about 1 8 inch high. Sprinkle on the remainder of the sugar, brush each angel with melted butter, place angels 1 inch apart on an ungreased baking sheet and bake for 12 minutes or until golden. Second, here's Kevin's attempt with black pepper tofu. This is a recipe for black pepper tofu uh, with a mouse serving two people. Uh, those ingredients are a 300 gram block of tofu, some vegetable oil, some corn flour, 75 grams of butter, six shallots, eight spring onions, four red chilies, six cloves of garlic, one and a half tablespoons of chopped ginger, three tablespoons of light soy sauce, two teaspoons of dark soy sauce, one tablespoon of caster sugar, uh, two and a half tablespoons of crushed black peppercorns, and some rice. Start by thinly slicing the shallots and chilies, and cut the spring onions into inch-long segments before slicing those segments down the middle. Uh, mince the garlic. Cut the tofu into inch cubes. Uh, coat that in corn flour and fry it in shallow vegetable oil on both sides until it's brown. And then set that aside on kitchen paper. If there's any oil left in the pan at this point, uh, tip it away and wipe the pan clean with some kitchen towel, and then melt the butter in the pan. Then fry the shallots, chilies, garlic and ginger on a low to medium heat. Continue frying all that for about 15 minutes until it goes soft. Uh, then stir in the soy sauces and sugar and add the black pepper. Add the tofu and the spring onions to the pan, fry it for about one more minute and then serve with rice. Third, it's Random Internet Cat with a CFJ. Cookies for judgment. CFJ3514. The judge assigned to this CFJ will be kind enough to include our favorite cookie recipe in our judgment. Caller, Quasi. Judge, Rock. Judgment, True. History. Called by Quasi, 25 May 2017. Assigned to Grok, 25 May 2017. Judged, Yummy, by Grok, 26 May 2017. Judge's arguments. This is my favorite cookie recipe. It's from Elton Brown and produces medium-large soft chocolate chip cookies he calls the Chewy. I'll provide the recipe below, then add some commentary after it's through to explain some of the choices and make sure you don't make the same mistakes I did the first time I made them. 
recipe should fit in an 80 character fixed width line for all our terminal based or fixed width mail thought mail client users. Ingredients 8 ounces unsalted butter, 12 ounces bread flour, 1 teaspoon kosher salt, 1 teaspoon baking soda, 2 ounces granulated sugar, 8 ounces light brown sugar, 1 large egg, 1 large egg yolk, 2 tablespoons whole milk, 1 and a half teaspoons vanilla extract, 12 ounces semi-sweet chocolate chips. Instructions 1. Melt the butter in a 2-quart saucepan over low heat and set aside to cool slightly. 2. Sift together the flour, salt, and baking soda onto a paper plate. 3. Pour the butter into your stand mixer's work bowl. Add the sugars and beat with the paddle attachment on medium speed for 2 minutes. If you don't have a stand mixer, a hand mixer set to medium will do just fine. If you don't have either a stand mixer or a hand mixer, work it with a whisk or a silicon spatula until the butter and sugar come together. 4. Meanwhile, in a separate bowl, whisk together the whole egg, egg yolk, milk, and vanilla, vanilla extract. 5. Sew the mixer to stir and slowly work the egg mixture into the butter and sugar. Mix until thoroughly combined, about 30 seconds. 6. Using the paper plate as a slide, gradually integrate the dry ingredients, stopping a couple of times to scrape down the side of the bowl with a rubber spatula. 7. Once the flour is worked in, drop the speed to stir and add the chocolate chips. 8. Chill the dough for one hour. 9. Heat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit and place the racks in the top third and bottom third of the oven. 10. Scoop the dough into 1.5 ounce portions onto parchment paper lined half sheet pans, 6 cookies per sheet. 11. Bake two sheets at a time for 15 minutes, rotating the pans halfway through. 12. Remove from the oven, slide the parchment with the cookies onto a cooling rack, and wait at least 5 minutes before devouring. Ingredient notes. For best results, weigh your flour! Flour is not a fluid, so one cup is not always the same amount of flour. Baking is a precise science, not an art. If you measure by weight, you'll have better cookies. If you don't have access to a scale, you may substitute by volume, but you'll have to do the measurements yourself. Unsalted butter is key. Using unsalted butter allows you to control the amount and quality of salt you use in your cookies. I like kosher salt here. The large crystals are really good at dissolving and absorbing into the batter. Make sure you are using baking soda, not baking powder. You'll only make that mistake once. If you don't have bread flour, you can substitute using all-purpose flour. For every 4 ounces of all-purpose flour, add 0.6 ounces of cornstarch. Either way, you need a tough binding flour that still has a little give. Bread flour is great for that purpose. If you are using volumetric measures, first how dare you, and second replace 2 tablespoons per 1 cup of flour. A whole bag of chocolate chips seems like a lot, but I can tell you from experience it is not as much as you'd think. If you like a more intense cookie flavor, you can substitute dark brown sugar instead of light brown sugar. It'll provide a more molasses-y, smoky flavor, but will also make your cookies a little firmer. Assembly notes. 1. You can melt your butter in the microwave too. Just keep an eye on it so it doesn't burn or boil over. Your butter might also look a little cloudy out of the microwave, but you're putting it into cookies. Nobody will ever notice. 2. If you can sift, I strongly recommend it. Sifting your flour will prevent annoying plumping and help you work the dry ingredients into the wet without problems. If you don't sift, you will also probably wind up with extra dense cookies. Not fun to eat. If you're substituting with AP flour and cornstarch, you MUST sift in order to thoroughly combine with two, the two ingredients. Also, if you sift onto a paper plate, sift onto a very flexible, read, cheap plate. That would be important when adding the flour to the wet ingredients. 3, three through 7, not applicable. 8. Yes, one hour of chill time is necessary. It'll make the dough come together and make it so much easier to work with when putting them on the sheet pan. You are also are giving it time for the brown sugar and butter flavors to meld into the flour. If you don't do that, your cookies might just taste like flour. From experience, you don't want baked goods that taste like flour. 
9. If you don't have 3 racks, just use whatever racks you have. If you don't have 2 racks, just do one batch at a time. Also, trim your parchment paper unless you like oven fires. 10. 6 cookies per sheet seems like not very much. Listen to this advice! Unless you want a giant cookie mess that is raw in the middle and burned on the outside. Again, from experience. 6 per sheet is plenty. 8 maybe if you have a huge sheet pan. 11. Not applicable. 12. Again, waiting lets all the flavors meld. Your patience will be rewarded. Given that the text above is a cookie recipe, I rule this statement true. Well, the guidance given last episode was that the Demand Master hates mushrooms but loves sugar, so he is right pleased to have received two rounds of cookies. The black pepper tofu recipe did contain a bit of brown sugar, but not enough that it could plausibly be called a dessert. So while it did sound delicious, it's probably only fair to give it two points for a spirited attempt. The cookies for judgment recipe was entertainingly meta, but I mean, look, it was five minutes long. You can't have a recipe that takes longer to read out loud than it would take to house the entire batch. Two points! Which means the delicious sounding Swedish lemon doodles gets the full six points. Happily, my mercurial whim has thrown up another demand. This time I want you to describe, in two minutes or less, and if it feels like that was aimed at you, then it was, the last episode of TV that you watched, without saying its name, the names of any of its characters or actors, or what channel it was on. Most easily guessable TV show wins. Scores on the doors aren't much changed from last week. Kevin gained six pod bucks to get to 38, but then spent one. So we have JK Benbot on eight pod bucks, Maid Devere on two pod bucks, Josh on 24 pod bucks and 10 points, Kevin on 37 pod bucks and nine points, Random Internet Cat on 22 pod bucks and six points, E Murphy 42 on nine pod bucks and 19 points, and Nix on three pod bucks. That's all we have time for today. As always, if you want more information about the podcast or the game, just go to podnomic.com. I've been your host, Josh, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>